What's up, guys, and welcome to the Scraptitude Podcast. Scraptitude is a partner of the Pub Square, a platform dedicated to elevating original content and perspectives. For the entire database of the Pub Square's content, visit risingofminds.com. If you want to join the Scraptitude community, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Scraptitude, or subscribe to our YouTube account, Scraptitude Philly. If you enjoy this podcast, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Scraptitude. I'm here solo dolo today, Jeff Akins, as always. My uh, co-host, Timothy Lewis, is not going to be joining me today. This one is all me. And uh, I have a good one for you guys today. It's, I guess, technically two pieces. We're going to talk about boxing and mixed martial arts in this one. And what I believe is the future for both of these perspective sports. Mostly mixed martial arts. So... One of the things that's started to become quite apparent over the last, I w- in what I will say is five years, boxing is no longer the premier combat sport. Outside of outliers, including the fight between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, boxing has not seen a major pay-per-view surpass any anyone it's had since 2015. Whereas in contrast, the UFC since 2015, has seen nothing but an increase in viewership. One of the first things we can look at here are the top five boxing pay-per-views post-1980, pre-2015. So we're going to start with Tyson Holyfield 2, which got about 1.99 million buys, almost 2 million, just shy. Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis, excuse me, which had 2 million pay-per-view buys, Floyd vs. Canelo, which had 2.2. Floyd vs. De La Hoya, with 2.4. And in 2015, Mayweather Pacquiao, which garnered 4.4 million buys, which to this day is still the record. Now, let's take a look for mixed martial arts, specifically specifically the UFC. We have UFC, let's see, Ultimate 2008. Slash Lesnar Kane and Rampage Rashad coming in at just over a million buys, a million fifty thousand. About that. Twenty fifteen, we have Rousey versus Holm with uh, one of the best, greatest upsets in UFC history with one point one million, which also has Lesnar versus Carwin with one point one million, which was in two thousand and ten. Aldo McGregor, two thousand fifteen, one point two million. And then UFC 100 from 2009 with 1.3 million. So you can see this. It's pretty simple. Basic math. The the boxing pay-per-views far outstripped the UFC counterparts. One of the things we can look to, however, is there seems to be some form of tipping point that seems to occur around 2015, which we can only assume had something to do with Floyd Mayweather retiring from boxing and Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, uh, the return of Brock Lesnar in some sense, has bolstering up the numbers for mixed martial arts. So, 
let's get into post-2015. For boxing, we will start with 2020's Deontay Wilder vs. Tyson Fury 2, garnering 850,000 pay-per-view buys. Next up, 2015. We're going to include uh, some of these 2015s in there just because of the lack of other appropriate places than the numbers, and they drop off so significantly that we just need to include these. So it helps bolster the case. Canelo Cotto, 900,000. We have Canelo, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Solid 1 million buys, 2017. Canelo versus Triple G, 2, 1.1 million buys. And then the original fight itself, Canelo versus Triple G, 1.3 million. Let's go into the UFC. Starting 2016, Amanda Nunes and Ronda Rousey, 1.1. Alvarez McGregor, 1.3. McGregor Diaz, 1.3. Diaz McGregor, 2, 1.6. Khabib McGregor, 2.4 million. All those between 2016 and 2018. You're starting to see where the trend is going. One of the most apparent aspects of this is Obviously, like I said, the retirement of Floyd Mayweather, but also the extreme rise of Conor McGregor. One of the things you'll also find interesting about these two lists is that they both heavily rely on a single person to be the major drawing power. Saul Canelo Alvarez and Conor the Notorious McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> and you can see McGregor in uh, the height, which I would say is McGregor Diaz 2. Khabib McGregor did more, but I want to say in the height of when Conor McGregor was pre-Floyd, you know, when he really got the juice. So we're going to say Conor and Canelo were kind of on the same tier. You know, after a contentious fight, both of them are coming back to really try and lay their claim down as, you know, who the type of fighter that they really are and that they're not someone to shy away from a challenge. And as you've heard me say in uh, our usual pods, one of the biggest aspects for any fighter is to have a foil, someone you can really go against, your antithesis that allows you to build that story that you can really sell people on and they'll buy pay-per-views for, they'll buy tickets for, you get those big gates. And what you can see is that clearly mixed martial arts' biggest star and boxing's biggest star were on equal terms. And then something happened. Conor McGregor successfully partitioned Floyd Mayweather and Dana White to hold a, a co-promotion, the first ever heard of by the UFC, a mixed martial arts company, and Mayweather Promotions, a boxing promotion. The two biggest stars, because don't forget, while Canelo was big, Floyd Mayweather remains the biggest star to ever come out of combat sports. As you look and you see how the well that fight did, Garnering, I believe, 4.3 million pay-per-view buys. While it does not eclipse uh, Pacquiao or Mayweather, the fact that it even comes close is ridiculous and really speaks to timing of fights and how big a fight is. And it really speaks to how big Pacquiao and Floyd was, considering how late we got that fight and how ridiculously well it still sold. One of the things that you'll notice is that Boxing still has a sort of uh, hold over the heavyweight interests. No recent pay-per-view event by the UFC headlined by a heavyweight fighter has sold as many pay-per-views as Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 2. Brock Lesnar being the closest 
while passing all of their, uh, you know, passing Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder's second fight easily and all of his appearances, he still has not fought any major MMA event within the last uh, few years. In a way, you could say Floyd gave Conor the juice, and Conor brought that juice back to MMA. And this really culminated in his fight with Khabib Nurmagomedov, where he was able to garner 2.4 million buys with his antithesis within the MMA community. And this is where you really see the uh, shift moment start to come to fruition. And what happens is it's a moment where you look, and if you're not paying attention, you can just glance over it. But if you're within the communities and you recognize what's happening, you can see it. And we talked about it. And you guys will know exactly what I'm saying. Canelo on the couch. At this point, you have to understand, Canelo is boxing's biggest star. He is making his move up in weight. Going for another title in another weight class, something unheard of for a person in his position. He was looking to establish himself as one of boxing's all-time greats. And specifically right now, the best pound-for-pound fighter on the planet. And you see that DAZN, the people that were playing the fight, were held off on the match and waited for UFC 244, Masvidal versus Diaz, to conclude before allowing their main event fighters to take to the stage. This, my friends, is a pivotal moment because this is... The UFC, with a card that really has no champions, two fighters that have never held a belt within the promotion, one of them coming off a major loss, not having no real uh, weight within the actual championship picture besides, I guess, maybe Masvidal. And remember, UFC 244 doesn't even do a million pay-per-view buys. Takes boxing's biggest star shoves his face in the mud and says, wait for us to finish, and then you can get up. And the community, the boxing community, the hardcore boxing community was not happy with this. No one could be happy with this. I can't even really attest to how well this ended up gaining viewership or subscribers for DAZN. And it really just shows that the UFC at this point has the ability to garner interest in fights that boxing just doesn't have anymore. I mean, you can have a young fighter in his prime looking to establish his legacy, looking to take on another champion, playing second fiddle to, you know, while interesting and compelling fighters, not champions. It really shows that there may be some more of a dynamic shift happening overall that we might be finding our way into what I've just called the death of pay-per-view. Especially as we look into this ESPN era with the UFC, the introduction of DAZN, there are a lot of things happening here that may seem to make pay-per-view antiquated. It's not something that is really tracked by the UFC, or it's tracked but not really talked about as much because they have the guarantees with ESPN. Now including two barriers of entry in order to watch their marquee fighters do the thing on the biggest stage. When you start breaking it down to the someone who's not necessarily looking to delve as deep as to acquire a subscription to ESPN or DAZN 
and or well, I guess DAZN is a worse example because you're not really paying on top of this, but an ESPN subscription, which is let's go with uh, the Connor Cowboy fight and the Wilder Fury two. Connor Cowboy was seventy dollars if you purchased the pay per view with the ESPN subscription. Wilder Fury two eighty five ESPN sub- subscription. Ridiculous, absolutely absurd. That single barrier of entry is so ridiculously high that there's no reason to expect any type of curious, slightly interested person who may be looking to dip their toes in to really start paying money or want to pay money for these fights. And, you know, you can always go and look like, oh, well, they have the fight nights and all that stuff. It's like, no, no, give a fuck about that. People are interested in hearing about and seeing popular, popular fighters fighting the best fighters they can. Not no names, not one fight. Oh, I'll get one fight for free. That'll be cool. You know, only it's it's hard to gain this new viewer, this new person to become a fan when they have to consistently settle for the lesser of the top level of the sport in order for them to get interested. You know, you don't go and you see it's like, oh, well, you could watch the NBA, but you, you know, you got to watch, you know, the junior leagues or the women's NBA first, and then you're allowed to pay money to then you'll really you know then you know you'll see how good basketball is and then you'll be like oh i should spend this money and watch the nba they need to reduce the barrier of entry that's just point blank in and of itself the ufc at this point is only hurting itself and hurting the fans of the sport and it's honestly at this point it's also hurting the fighters because as you've seen and this became absolutely disgustingly apparent with connor versus cowboy some of these fighters are not really doing themselves the best favors with how they are approaching and negotiating their contracts. Cowboy Cerrone headlining possibly the biggest card of the year for the UFC and not even is and receiving $200,000 is absolutely ludicrous. Especially when Connor is pulling in multiple millions in guaranteed money and for some reason uh, Cowboy wears this as some sort of badge of honor, like he's some sort of amazing company man, or that everyone's dumb for thinking he should make more money. And it's just, you know, it's one thing to be grateful for your position, but it's another thing to just not represent yourself in the way that's best for you and for your family. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's making money, but what's going to happen when danger is up in age and, you know, his... He may not be able to do certain things or maybe the family is going to have to take care of Cowboy later on because he didn't make enough money because he didn't decide to take advantage of his position. Fighting, you know, finding Conor McGregor is, had its own moniker, the Red Panty Knight. And Cowboy seemed to miss the memo where you, the reason you want the Conor fight is to make a bunch of the money. It seems like he just wanted to get knocked out by him just to stay busy. And that type of mentality is dangerous for someone who uh, prize fights for a living. When you want to look at the amount of money that these fighters make, especially boxing versus MMA, the amount, how it's spread out is different. And that's one of the big key aspects of you know, the whole undercard versus uh, main event fighter. You know, whose name is really in the headlines and who really deserves the money. And I will say that MMA is better at paying the smaller fighters on the cards. Not really by much, but it's noticeable from boxing. However, a much larger amount of boxing money goes towards the fighters. Specifically, the main event fighters. One of the reasons the UFC should be looking into paying the fighters not really akin in a boxing 
uh, strategy, but more akin to an NBA or NFL, you know, paying them by their, you don't necessarily do position, but you could attach, you could even attach a salary to however much money you can make if you are the champion or something of that sort. And while, you know, I guess that's not really a good answer because people can sit out and all that type of stuff. There still needs to be a larger amount of the money that is being made off of these fighters, given to these fighters. Because if you don't increase the amount of money these guys are making, what's going to happen is you're going to get to a skill plateau where, you know, you're going to be like, oh, man, I'm really athletic. I like, I like fighting. It's cool. But getting punched in the face, eh, bouncing a ball, yeah, sounds a lot better, a lot safer, way more money. You're just going to plateau the skill. And at that point, you can get some sort of stagnation or you'll, you know, the fighters will start getting top heavy because, you know, you'll get a couple of washouts or people that don't really necessarily make it to the bigger leagues and the NBA and all that junk. And there's always the talk of, oh, well, super athletes, super athletes, A-level athletes and all this. I understand you can't train the chin. I get that. But at the same time, you still want to see what it's like when these, you know, superhumans, these top-tier genetic phenoms are put into a cage and fight each other, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And honestly, it is what we deserve as fight fans, especially if someone is going to be paying damn near $100 just to watch a few hours of entertainment, and you're not even at the event. So at this rate, I only see, the only thing I can see going is the UFC has to adopt some form of streaming model that eases the access to more pay-per-views for people. And if moving off of the pay-per-view type cards is the answer, or if even with a slightly more expensive ESPN subscription, you can get a couple of pay-per-views during the year, something to that sort. There's a lot of different ways that they could tackle this. And to sit here and act like they have to stay in this pay-per-view model is just them hoarding the money, it seems like. And the fighters deserve better. The fans deserve better. And it's really going to open up the sport, and it's just going to make it that. It's a beautiful thing. So the more money that goes to the fighters, the more opportunity for other potential. And the only way for the UFC to really start to compete with these major other sports and to really make it easier to see these fighters performing at the highest level as much as they can and getting as much money circulating into the UFC, into mixed martial arts, and to helping bolster this sport up is to go to streaming. Pay-per-view is dead. It has no more place. In this type of world where the juice is so easily passed, everyone deserves a squeeze. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate you tuning in. And once again, this is the Scrap It Tube podcast partner to the pub square we're out here to elevate original content and perspectives and just what this is about as original as it gets i'm me the only one so thank you for listening thank you for tuning in i appreciate y'all i hope you appreciate this keep listening scrap the tune i'm out (laughs) 